Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. And today we are coming back for the summer series. This is part two of Slowing Down with Andrew Colon. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. And we are back for another episode today. I'm joined again with Andrew Cologne. Andrew, thanks for, for being here. Um, and so today's in today's podcast, we are picking up where we left off. And so for those of you who um, had the chance to, to check out our first episode, uh, that was part one. So we'll be jumping mm. now into part two. And we'll be picking up again uh, with two books that we were we were looking at earlier. So one is Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Mm. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now, you can see the book we have here um, with a whole lot of sticky notes. This is definitely one of those books that um, you're going to want to take your time working through. Mm. And then the other one is Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad by John Eldridge as well. And so, as we as we have prefaced, the focus is on book review. So we, we have a we have these books, and um, we'll have more books as well that we're going to um, that we're going to really break down. Um, that'll kind of be, I guess, starting points, launch pads for mm. our conversations. And so, in the in the previous episode, we discussed kind of this the I guess the diagnosis of mm. kind of the state of our souls, the state of our lives right now, um, and really looking and kind of taking stock of our spiritual mm. health. And so we looked at some of the problems. We started to process kind of spiritually, biblically, um, how we can kind of move forward. And now we're going to really kind of focus on the practices. Mm. Of, okay, so we, we have an understanding of what all, all the spiritual formation is. And now we're going to provide uh, one outlet uh, through, through these two books and kind of how they... Um, recommend um, that we we move forward. Mm. So um, yeah, so I think that there's there's a, there's numerous practices, and so in this book uh, by John Mark, he discusses um, silence, Sabbath, simplify, and slowing. Um, so a few kind of buckets that we mm. can break down. So I guess first is silence. Has silence been part of your spiritual walk? How have you uh, how have you thought through that? I guess be- before even picking this book up, was oh. it something that you were familiar with? Yes. Yeah, man. Silence needs to be a bigger part of my spiritual life. I think for sure, being a preacher, you tend to think of talking as most of your ministry and a lot of what you do. And so think with the opposite side. But there were some crazy incidents I've had that have been really helpful to help frame it. Um, so when I was in seminary, I took a class called Rhythms of Prayer. And they sent us to a monastery for three days. And from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., they observed this thing called the grand silence where no one talks. So you're at the cafe trying to get like a coffee. And you're like, I want two creams. Like, you know what I mean? But this reality of like of being in complete silence and everyone around you is doing the same thing. But, but this moment of slowing down. And I mean, I felt like I could hear my heartbeat in my head. I could hear the blood going through my veins, like things I had never noticed before. So now multiply that to a spiritual hmm. level. Things mm. I had never noticed before started coming to the surface. Um, so, yeah, man, silence. Uh, again, I wish it was a bigger part, and I'm learning to incorporate mm-hmm. it more. Like like we talked about before, on my drives to work, I drive in silence. Mm. And um, little moments like that. But there are these big extended moments that, man, it's a game changer. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I think for me, 
before even reading this book, I, I hadn't heard of silence. Um, I think in it's it's more popular in some spheres, kind of mm. in some books that you read. But again, preaching and myself, I'm a communicator. It's like you don't really want to. What I want to do. <laughs> you don't want to do that. It's like oh, if I'm going to fill my time, I'm going to do more like speaking opportunities mm. or, or something. And so such kind of a different. Uh, it kind of threw me off rhythm mm. as well. And so in in the book, uh, there's one kind of one example. So we start from Jesus's life, mm. and as he um, started to get have more priorities as he was getting mm. busier. Um, uh, people were demanding his attention, right? And mm. so there's like this this draw to like, okay, like let me let me say yes to everything, mm. um, and we can we can discuss kind of how that takes stock maybe in our own ministries or in our lives. But first, um, in this time, we see that Jesus would enter into the wilderness, right? Mm. So right after he got baptized, he went into this voluntary entrance into the wilderness. Mm. Um, in you know in in this which which seems kind of i guess kind of contradictory to what you a natural response might always be right in an impulsive it's time decision to blow up. <laughs> yeah yeah right like i oh like i got this platform like come on let let, let me leverage this let me yeah talk. yeah um mm. and so we see that in luke right the busier and more demand he became mm. um he withdrew to withdrew to his quiet place to pray mm. um and so yeah i guess just what are some practical ways that you can people can Maybe think about silence um, in a day to day, maybe in a in a season season rhythm um, mm. that might be might be helpful for them. And so I, I can start here. And I think one for me is yeah, I think for exercise, I think one way mm. just to um, even taking a walk, take a prayer walk, mm. um, and no headphones. You know, if you're by yourself or with somebody else, just be in silence and just go for that walk. And I think it's a great way mm. to get in connection with your body as well um, mm. and kind of hear and, and listen to, um, yeah, taking stock of where you are. And I think that's just such a great way. And for me, I was uh, I was training for a marathon last year and I did, and this people think this is crazy, but I, I ended up doing, um, I, I did a lot of my runs with no headphones. And so these like long, long runs, long runs, no like head- three hours with no headphones. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so... I think, I mean, again, I think it was, it was interesting because like I personally, you think about a lot and mm. then you start to, these, these things that you've maybe been pushing away mm. are, or have been in this kind of denial mode of like, this isn't really impacting me. Like, let me just push it away. It starts to kind of hit you head on. And so that's the it's thing. So that's the, it's scary. It's scary. And I don't want to, I don't want to be like, go, you know, like fight this war, but like it, it, it'll it's come, real. it'll come, right? Like it'll come and you're going to. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna realize that this is actually the the, the place of growth, mm. um, and right. You don't want to mm. be too like forceful and like put pushing it on yourself, but like when it comes, like you you understand like yeah like this resistance might actually be something that is mm. conducive to growth. Has there been for you when you're when you're I mean this could be the in the monastery when you were mm. there for three days or other places of silence where like you had this moment or these moments of like, yeah, like there's something that I haven't been attending to oh, yeah. and now it's not hitting me. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's such a, a blessed space to be in because of what flows to the surface. And, and mm-hmm. it bugs me out because I think about Jesus like, yo, if anyone had, if anyone needed to be talking, it was him. Yeah. Right. And if, if he was only, he only knew his timeline on earth was 33 years you think about like, dude, fill that 33 years. You better be talking every second and teaching us what you can teach us. But that made me think like the silence is just as much of a teaching. 
Mm. And so choosing to do that. And so all to say this reality of like, man, there's been moments in the silence where I was feeling resistance in my soul to something. And it's like when you're when you're changing the, a bearing on a car or a skateboard and it's it's not pushing the way it's supposed to. It's going slower than it's supposed to. And when you finally find that little piece of dirt that's there, it begins to spin freely again and all that freedom mm-hmm. begins to come. Mm-hmm. But it only happens when you slow down long enough to, to listen, right? Or you can hear the bearing squeaking and do, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's this thing of like mm-hmm. in those silent moments. And so for me, it's, it's there's a daily rhythm of it of finding mm-hmm. a five minute time of the day where I can just... So lately I've just been... Before I get to my desk, I sit there. Again, I, it's kind of a weird posture thing, but it's all that part of my mental thing. I put my hands up like this and just sit in silence and say, Lord, if you got something to say, mm. I'm listening. And just mm. for a minute or two, sometimes I'll even set my clock because I know <laughs> I can't last longer than 10 minutes at first. So I just I put my hands there and I wait. And then there's this annual rhythm. There's a monthly rhythm that maybe take a little bit, little bit long, like a longer time. Like if I can go take a hike or a walk or something like that. I'm going to do that. Um, and then hopefully like once a year, put in a bigger chunk of time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so thinking about it, like on a systematic thing, like, all right, there are these big, or if a big decision is coming, that's the thing too, right? Like if something mm-hmm. big is coming, I want to slow down and, and realize like, so Jesus felt his ministry was accelerating quick. And so he jumped into a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. And so thinking like, if there's a moment where we know things are going to get intense, where we're more apt to lean on our human ability to say, hold up, Lord, help me hear you. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I got to clear the stage. Um, wow, I love that. Clear the stage. Yeah, I stole that from Jimmy Needham. He's a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle references from just yeah, got, random yeah. places. It's I the title it. of a song that he makes. I'm like, yeah, I, I like love that. it. I love it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think the silence um, component is hard. And John Eldridge, in his book, talks about um, this one minute pause, right? And so, I think for some of us, if this is completely new, it's just taking that first step, taking that mm-hmm. little leap of faith to say, hey, you know what? This actually might be a good thing that I'm doing to welcome God and mm-hmm. welcome the Holy Spirit into this moment right here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know, and I've heard from, you know, a lot of people that have that have taken this up that, yeah, it's like, a, it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile. And I think one of the hardest things is remembering. And we'll kind of come mm-hmm. back to this remembrance as well of how you can find yourself in, in remembrance. But I want to kind of shift into into the next one, which is Sabbath. Mm. Um, something that I've been super focused on, um, and in the book, we definitely kind of integrate mm. Sabbath throughout as well. And so, um, and so, yeah, um, what have been your experiences with Sabbath? Um, I guess the, yeah, you know, past few years <laughs> recently, what, what has, uh, what's been your experiences like? Yeah, I didn't, I don't think I took it seriously until maybe a few years ago yeah. when I got into ministry and realized the weight that I was mm-hmm. carrying and, and how that was really doing some damage. Um, and being in the church ministry, Sunday is a work day. And so mm-hmm. it becomes this, like I, I started, uh, Thursday was my day off and I said, that's going to be my yeah. Sabbath. And so there's a couple of different pieces that I had to play. Like, again, in, in, in just particular in the church world, there's a constant tax on your time mm-hmm. and, and people come in it. And so, uh, Again, people have needs and things like that. But I began helping the people around me understand what a Sabbath was. I wanted to model Sabbath for people around me and for myself, like because I knew it was going to be so beneficial for my soul. And so Thursday became a day where it was like, hey, everything that I think that makes me a good pastor or, or everything that I use in my identity, everything that I need in my life to identify with thinking I'm a good pastor 
I set on the table and rest my identity in just being a son of God. Hmm. And so like being a good pastor, you think you've got to be available 24-7. You've got to be up on your game, reading everything and doing everything. And, and I say, Lord, those are great things, but I'm just going to rest in the fact today that I'm accepted by you. And I'm just going to be rejuvenated by hmm. intentional things that help me think about you and be fed by you. And so for yep. me, man, I mean, it was, for me, a, a silly thing like sitting in a cafe reading a book is my, yeah. you, for my birthday, that's what I asked for. It's time to just do that, just to hang out and do that. Right. And so that reality right. of like, I, I put those things down, even though the world is still calling, the emails are there, the text messages are stacking yeah. up. It's that intentional move to say, this isn't what defines me. Again, if it's an emergency, we're going to deal with it. But like... Mm-hmm intentionally saying that can wait that can wait because that's not what matters the most and reset the, the perspective but yeah realizing it's got to be once a week um and even bigger rhythms like there's got to be sandy we talked about the silence rhythm like a daily rhythm this that right, um, right, right. there's got to be an annual rhythm to it in different hmm. pieces um and so yeah i think it's i mean it's huge though that it got to the point where i was dying for thursdays not just because it was a day off but because it was like i get to put away all the noise and, and all those things and and as it grew in my culture and grew in understanding of the people around me that they knew Thursday was this day off. Um, I began to see people around begin to model that same thing of like, hey, hmm. I want to resist this desire to hurry just by taking a day off and being with yeah. God and really doing that. Um, so, yeah, I know we've talked about Sabbath as resistance. I'll let you dive into that, man. Cause that's, but that real resisting against other things is pretty cool. And Yeah. So, I mean, Sabbath is something that I'm just incredibly passionate about. I could, we could have a full episode on this itself and and maybe we will, I mean, depending on how, you know, on how things go here. But, um, I I think one point that I really want to hit on too, is that when you, when you start to model something and you make it a big priority of your life, other people recognize that. Mm. Um, and then it kind of, it's a talking point for them. Right. Mm. And it gets them to kind of, you know, turn their head and be like, okay, Andrew's doing this. Maybe this is something that is is good, right? Or like, mm. I see I see a lot of good character traits and just a really healthy spirituality in Andrew. What is contributing to that? Mm. Maybe it's something that maybe it's something like this mm. that you know before That's seems true. insignificant, but is so significant. Mm. And I think the the launch pad of this is like this is the starting place of how I then go into all the other days. Yes. Right. Yes. And so when you're able, when you're in a place of abundance, mm. you're then able to give. Wow. When you're in a place of deficit, you can only give so much. Mm. And so I think, um, wow. and that's what Jesus offers. It's, you know, in Matthew, I believe Matthew 18, I'll to, I'll, you, have to, you have to check me. Um, come, come, yeah, come all who are weary, um, mm. for I will give you rest. And I think that's just, that's really where I land here of like, mm. this is time to, fu- to seek the presence of yeah. God. In in the start of your day, and just let that flow mm. and, and go out into your into your day. So I think there's one thing is kind of looking at a day of Sabbath, right? Mm. And I think that's one angle. How we'll get to like a little bit more of how this how this then creates resistance. Mm. But how do you kind of schedule out your day? Or I, that even sounds like counter like intuitive. Like oh, I need to schedule my need to Sabbath. Schedule my Sabbath. But there is there, there is like an intentionality that you want to kind of yeah. wrestle with, right? In the desert, they grab man of the day before extra to set up for the day coming. Like yeah, yeah. So I think it's yeah. some of that stuff of like, it's it's intentional, right? It's the same thing with anything, right? Any practice has yeah. to be intentional. Um, and so I think like again, even stupid things like setting my email to say, hey, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. Sabbath today. If this can wait. Let it wait for tomorrow. I'm not going to get back to you today because it's just not sure. it's not pressing to sure. me right now. It's sure. it's uh, hmm. 
if I need, if I, it started, so again, with, with my youth leaders on the youth ministry, I said like, hey, I want you to enjoy Sabbath. And I'm not going to tell you to enjoy it if I'm not practicing it myself and realizing how, gift, uh, how gifted it is. So yeah, so I intentionally do a couple things, right? Like the day before, kind of prep the ground, seeing if there's anything extra necessary I can do to make Sabbath easier, right? To make mm. it more appealing, make mm. it more normal and more natural. If there are stupid things that need to be get done out of the way so I can really enjoy a 24-hour period mm-hmm. of just being in God's prayer. Um, so stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. in, my, in our house now, like mm-hmm. we have one frozen pizza on hand every week for Sabbath <laughs> night because it takes me 10 minutes to put that in the thing and we're, and we're done and yeah. we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's cool. It's become this family rhythm that's like, hey, hmm. uh, we it's stupid stuff. Like we wake up and we have cinnamon rolls in the morning. And it's, it's, it's things that sound so silly and stupid, but they're reminders that this is a different day, that everything in this day operates differently. And so yeah. other things, like I'll put my phone in the other room and, and we only have cell phones in our house. And so to put that away in another space and just to be present in the moment... Wow. And so I think there are those intentional things of, hey, how do I make the necessary things a little bit more easier, meals? Mm-hmm. How do I make my frame of reference a little bit easier? Yeah. And then sometimes we'll go ahead and even plan something and say, like, let's go hit the lake for a day. Or let's go do this or do this. Or be with friends and family in an intentional way that, that remind us to, uh, of God and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and so it's kind of... we. We've got this list of things that we already know in our hearts fill us spiritually. Yeah. And Sabbath becomes a day to say, hey, we're definitely taking these babies off the shelf and putting them in the day because this is what we need. And um, mm-hmm. and so I say for someone listening in, and maybe you're trying to figure out how do you put Sabbath in your day, yeah. start collecting a list of things that God speaks to you through that you feel refreshed and rejuvenated yes. through. Not just refreshed on a physical sense, but spiritually refreshed through. And if you have that list and let that be your draw from, um, it'll be huge. And then begin bringing people into that realm that reality of, of for your life, right? Because that begins to be a conversation right. starter. So, yeah, maybe those yes. two pieces. Yes, that's fantastic. That and I, uh, I echo a lot of 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 what you mentioned. And I think for me, the activities, you know, playing board games. Um, yes. You know, uh, yeah, going for a walk, going mm. for a hike, uh, even going for a run for me. Like that's just something mm. that I really I feel refreshed and rejuvenated and at a, at a physical level. But then also, again, as you said, like making. Making maybe sharing a meal, to, definitely sharing meals together. I think mm. is super, is super, super great practice. And then, yeah, like spending time making some food, like making yeah. the cinnamon rolls. But then also, you know, making it easy for yourself too. You don't want to put extra stress yeah. on on the day. Um, and so we see all the way back in Genesis, right? God set apart mm. this day of Sabbath, um, and He blessed it. Mm. And so seeing the fact that if God rests, I think I, it'd be okay if I can rest too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, dude, and, and right, you read in Hebrews, you find out, like, we're entering eternal rest. Like, if you've got a problem with Sabbath now, you're going to have a problem with heaven later. Facts. <laughs> that's so true. And so if you're if you're having trouble practicing it now, maybe that's a check engine light to tell you, like, yo, check your soul for a bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right. The, the, Sabbath, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the mm. Sabbath. Um, very, very good. Um, and then, as you said, kind of on the... I think there's two other elements as well. One is on the the, the maybe the yearly rhythm, mm. um, and so for me, I, I I've been doing a, a, a retreat, and mm. so spend a few days of like here's a here's a retreat. We're gonna go up to get different perspectives. So typically, I go. I, I'm in Massachusetts. We're both in Massachusetts, hey. and so going up to New Hampshire, or Maine, and mm. maybe getting a little bit of a different uh, a, a little bit, a different viewpoint or higher mm. you know lower viewpoint, rather than mm. in the mountains or kind of down in the valley and in, 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 by the lake. And I think that's that's been super helpful for mm. me. Um, is there any other kind of ways that you think of, 
uh, these maybe these yearly or a little bit less frequent Sabbath practices. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a couple good ways to think about it. I think part of that is planning a trip, change of pace, change yeah. of place, equals change of perspective kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. That's Mark Batterson. Again, I'm trying to make sure I quote everybody so they get their due credit <laughs> for all their smart hey, We've all recycled something from somewhere, and I think that's the, yes. there's, not, there's not a whole, whole there's lot, a whole lot new, new. Yeah, yeah. But at least, Mark, if you're listening, you get the credit for that. <laughs> um, but I think that reality of like, uh, and knowing what speaks to you, right? Like knowing there's got to be differences in these um I have a friend, he's a spiritual director I've been been seeing for the past few months and yeah. just he can he can make these pre planned retreats to help you navigate some of it. Like if you're gonna go right. away for a weekend, he's got some places lined up, some prayer guides that you can kinda use to really be intentional with your time there. Uh, then there's other components of like I think these can't be every year, but they ought to be somewhat in our rhythm, like a, an extended time away. So uh, last year I got to go to Israel for ten hmm. ten or so days yeah. and to, to really spend some time um, at a critical moment in my life, if I was approaching a transition and to say, like, this was 10 days in a different space. Yeah. And again, meeting Israel kind of makes things a little bit more wild. But that reality of right. 10 days with an intentional break from my schedule, break. From, I mean, I had not taken a vacation like that since I started ministry. Um, and so to take 10 days and be away and, and really stop everything. And for me, that forced me. So I would say this, too. Every couple of years, take something that forces you to stop placing your identity in the big thing, right? Hmm. Again, for, for me, the temptation with the ministry was, this can't go a week without me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, I got to set the team up. I got to do the preaching. I've got to do all these things. And to say for 10 days, if the Lord called me to go home tomorrow, his work would continue without me. And that yeah. reminder that it's not up to me. God's doing something big. And right. so to think right. intentionally, what does that look like in your life? Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's great. I think that's great. I, yeah, I think, uh, and I'm excited. I was supposed to go to Israel. Um, it's still coming. Come on, let it be, Lord. And go to Jerusalem and just uh, all, the, all the other sites around there mm. this this past year, but obviously with coronavirus, so I didn't get that experience. But um, I think, and I think, and I think that's great. And I think um, part of, yeah, part of Sabbath, and I think this kind of transitions as well into simplifies how mm. we kind of think about technology. I know this has been oh. the biggest, like, I feel like for us, it's been a buzzword almost, and it's it, but it, but it's it's something that we should definitely kind of process and think through. Mm-hmm. And so, um, recently, I know personally, I've been setting more boundaries and just kind of set, setting aside times where I will check social media mm-hmm. and deleting, you know, social media things that aren't good for me, <laughs> yeah, like that, moment, that I never that I never really check. Right. So mm-hmm. it came kind of came to that moment. Um, but yeah, in terms of, I guess, so simplify is the next category. Mm. So the way that he talks about it in the book mm. is it's simplifying is anything that does not add value to my life, mm. anything that does not spark joy. Mm. Um, two main pillars of the simplify process um, when you're thinking about making decisions of, okay, what do I simplify in my life? Mm. Um, mm. Has simp- when you came across this chapter in the book, um, was that something that you were like, yes, or were you like, I don't know if I simplify or if I, I like, I like to complicate things. I, I think in, in the simplicity category, we have mission drift that always happens. Yeah. There's moments where we bear down and we make everything simple. And so in our house we have, it's almost like purging sessions where I go through and, and my question is like, babe, do we really need this? Like, is this really making yeah. our house a better place? And I do it with my closet 
multiple times a year because I'm always getting hand-me-downs from my, my family and brothers and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And so a couple times a year, I'll go and just pare it down to almost nothing because I... The, even the thought of getting up in the morning and saying, oh, man, it's a beautiful thing to have, a beautiful blessing to be able yeah. to say, I've got multiple pairs of clothes. Um, but when it becomes something that causes me to think more than it deserves, right? Like, what hmm. What did you say? You're, you're, you know, you're, don't worry about what you wear. Aren't the lilies of the field clothed and things like that? Like, um, And not that, this, not that it's like, it's not that dogmatic, but this reality of like, man, I want things to matter where they need to matter. Um, and so, yeah, right. man, so we have this, like, again, I... I started this whole conversation in my heart and in my, my family's life with this thing of like, let's start with our clothes and find out mm. what's there. It's too much. And so once I pared down my closet to this little thing, and I was like, oh, getting dressed in the morning is so much more easier. I've got so much intention and energy to think about something else just because I removed this one stupid thing that, that was taking up time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's finding those places that like, hey, this is too much. This is too crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think the clothes, the clothes is a great, 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 great example. And I think I came, this is a long way back. I used to collect all these t-shirts, right? When I was, when I was really young, right? And I'd have this, like these stacks of t-shirts t-shirt and I'm like, is dangerous. X camp, Y camp. And I'm like, it's like, I was just, I was, that's all I did was camps and, yes. and they just throw you t-shirts and I'm like, all right, I'll take it. But then it was like, wait a minute, like this is making my life more complicated. Mm. I have I, again, it, it comes back for me. It's like that decision of like, this is, this is, I'm taking way too much time trying to decide mm. and I can just be using my energy and just my, I can just put my thoughts in yeah. a different place. Right. And so I think that there's some ways of thinking about like your wardrobe mm. of, okay, are there these essential items that can work well in different seasons? Yeah. Right. What are some of these universal items that I can have as my core? Maybe once mm. I can have these kind of these these maybe I have a, a sports jersey I throw hey, in here and there, right? Larry Bird. <laughs> I was wearing a Larry Bird jersey yesterday. Unbelievable. Um, but he is a legend, so yeah, hey, you have to respect live, you have to respect excellence. Um, yes. Okay, so simplify. Mm. Um, the next thing I want to go into is slowing. Mm. And so again, a lot of this is kind of integrated and is kind of combined together, right? Mm. And I think but it is helpful to, to break these up just so we can start to think from different angles. Um, mm. So slowing for you in, in the book, there's a few that he mentioned that were helpful in getting him to really slow down. It and it's wild. And there's like, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we are doing a very, this is a book review and we're, we, there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot, lot. But some of them wild. Yeah. So journaling, I, I looked at some of the more, the more simpler ones that yeah, I liked. Please, yeah. <laughs> journaling, cooking a meal, Single tasking, and then, as we said, setting times for social media. Mm. Um, are there any that any of these slowing practices for you that really hit, hit it on the head of ones that yeah I've been doing this and this is so good, or actually you know what this would be re- this this could be really good. Yeah, dude, the the one about leaving your phone off until morning or whatever, like making it a point not to check social media when you first get out of bed yes. or whatever. That used to be a thing for me, man. I just, and I realized like how quickly that could damage my day before it even starts. Yes. <laughs> By jumping on this thing and this, this grabbing onto a faulty perspective. And it's funny how just coming to the Lord first has transformed so mm. much of that. And so slowing yeah. down before, I mean, in those days when you wake up and there's 18 notifications of like, what happened last night? I didn't go to sleep that <laughs> early. Like, what did I miss? And the world is already on fire before it started. Yes. And they say like, 
but who's at the end of the day whose world is it right like is it mine is it is it whose ministry is it who's you know what i mean and so to slow down yeah um yeah and i think the one thing that there's a there's a line back here um where he talks about we're we're so we're so interested we've gotten so used to think Christianity has been so over-focused on the teachings of Jesus that we've forgotten to live by the way of Jesus, the way in which he carried hmm. things out. And so I think he used it in regards to simplicity, but he says, wow. um, he talks about this thing of like, um, the way Jesus did thing is a law. Same way E equals MC squared, like it's a reality, it's something that you can't fidget with and mess with, it's just the way things are. So if yeah. Jesus, the creator of the universe, operated by a slow paradigm, right. um, and that is the blueprint for the most sway, or for the most deeply connected spiritual life. The, the best way you can love the Father is by operating a slow, in a slow manner, in a simple manner, and Sabbath manner. You know what I mean, like, if this way of operating is more than just a teaching, if it, if it's the way in which He did it, right. you wonder, like, dude, why, why are we not spending time diving into this? Hmm. Right, like, why are we in our churches? Why are we not wrestling with this more? This core of like, oh, this isn't just about what He said. It's about how we lived, and He lived slow. Yeah. And so if that's real, then like, man, I got to really take that seriously. Right. Right. And I can't just play with these ideas. Like I can't be like, that's good for those random hermits who live in the wilderness and they can do it. No, this is for us who are following yes. Jesus right yes. now. Yes. And so, yeah, slowing down. I mean, the other one that I think was good was like, so again, he gives you some that are going to help you get there and some that will help you start. And so for me, like checking out in the slowest line at the grocery store that he throws in there, like, Dude, I'm a man of efficiency. <laughs> I go in the grocery store. I'm thinking like, all right, I can get these three things in this aisle at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, if I all these little things, and to say, chill. Yeah. And just yeah. Enjoy, yeah. There's this word in Greek. I believe it's called chronos, mm. and it's this just this this different mind, this different understanding of how time operates. Mm. Um, chronos and kairos. Yeah. Chronos and kairos, right? And um, leave those terms out there. Mm. A because I don't fully know everything about it <laughs> and B because um, I, I just I think it'll, it'll challenge us to kind of think okay mm. how are we applying these in, into our life Facts, bro. and um, I think that the, yeah going in the slowest grocery line like being like waiting for like a doctor's appointment I, I think was one of the examples and mm. like actually being bored and just being okay with being bored and not mm. checking your phone or like bro again and, and for me like I am always in the left lane when I drive. <laughs> and it's like, how, yeah, it's like, how far can I push the limit Dude. so that I am safe, but that but I can get time. there and beat everybody. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a way where I can, yeah, and in the groceries too, of like, how can I kind of slide around and grab these things, throw them in? Like, would it be more efficient if I don't grab a grocery cart and just carry them in my Dude, hands? Like facts. And you know, every time, every time, I'm like, why, man? Why did I not just grab a cart or the basket and it's overflowing and do my one bicep hurt? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're speaking to a real pain right there. We're, we're, yeah, we'll get into the weights ministry later. But, e um, it, but yes, yes. So um, mm. that that hit home for me. And so, sorry. Can you, I throw a quote? Yeah, for please, please. The, the other one we talk about single task, learning how to single task instead of multitask. You said multitasking, but listen to this quote from Walter yeah. Brueggemann. Multitasking is the drive to be more than we are, to control more than we do, to extend our power and our effectiveness. Such practice yields a divided self with full attention given to nothing. Yes, yes. Dude, multitasking <sighs> is a killer. 
Um, in the next episode, we're going to talk uh, about a book from Dallas Willard, and he says one of the, the great enemies of the soul is duplicity or multiplicity. Mm. And it's just, again, it's this, mul- it's this multitasking mm. of um, having just this, this fragmented, differentiated mm. priorities, and we just can't reconcile them together. Um, and I think multitasking leads to that. It leads to True. just this, and you know, another word might be called chaos. Mm. And it's, um, I think a lot of times we face that. Um, and it starts in our own lives. Um, mm. A few other points that I wanted to, to to mention, and so kind of transitioning into John Eldridge's book here, and just a few things that he, they're more postures really, mm. um, and just uh, then uh, he frames it a little bit different. One of them is letting go. And um, so one of the, the scriptures he uses is he says, release first, interpretation later. Mm. And so... Right, so when Peter is sinking, Jesus offered him his hand. He didn't explain it to him. Um, he just he just offered him his hand. Right, mm. explanation comes later. Mm. Um, and so, mm. yeah, and, and so th- this is just like this benevolent. He calls it this like benevolent detachment. The, the mm. chapter that he eliminates on right, and so letting go. And I think there's a lot of times where we need to. We're first to jump to um, the explanation of doing something and like making sure it makes sense. And sometimes I think we're prompted mm. um, and God prompts us to just like, like, let me just let this go for now mm. and come back to it in a little bit. How has, has letting go, has there been some things that you want to like fight really bad or do really bad? And this, and this kind of connects with a lot of the other things mm. that we've been doing of like, um, at least for me, but wanted to hear your, your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, I think we love control, right? And so to be able to navigate or, or, we feel more control when we are the ones creating the pace, the rhythm, all yeah. these different things. Yeah. And so to kind of let that go to be God's paradigm versus ours is mm-hmm. an adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and, but it, it becomes this practice of my, if my wife listens and she'll crack up. We'll go to a restaurant and they'll get my order wrong and I won't say anything. She's like, babe, say something, right? Like, And I'm like... Maybe it's God's will for me today <laughs> that I gotta get this bacon burger instead of what I was looking for, and like we joke about it, but this is become this mentality in my heart. And again, that, that's not. Please don't. If that don't be fatalist. Yeah, fatalist don't be again. fatalist. Don't do that. But there's this reality of like, how can I posture myself to just receive God's will right. for my life, right. and what what do I need to let go of my demand for an answer, my demand for for an explanation, my demand for this to even make sense. Mm-hmm. And just have a, a trust in God that, all right, Lord, this doesn't make sense in my world. It doesn't make sense sometimes culturally when our culture is speeding at a thousand miles an hour and we're saying the slow route. But I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And I often find that, I mean, every time I find when I do take his his route, I'm like, oh, this is right. And <laughs> so you do that enough times, you start to yeah. realize like, wait a minute, it really is right. He really does have the blueprint. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so letting go, is that, that, but it's a process, so it's not a one-time thing. It's like a continual decision to make that hmm. move in whatever whatever way it faces you so that when the time that it does matter, you're already pre-trained to let go. Yes. Um, yes. But it starts in the little things, you know? Yeah, right, you ease into it, and I think that's one thing I've um, I've learned as well, and there, there's this, I'd be interested to think about like the psychological connection too mm-hmm. of like, um, and so like growing up, having anxiety and having challenges of like just like facing you know like troubling thoughts or like and one thing i learned was that like if you're trying to fight them all the time they just keep coming back Mm. 
and they keep coming back mm. and it just hits you harder. And so it's like, it's almost like acknowledging that this, like these are going to continue to come, right? Like there's always going to be, again, there'll always be more to do. Mm. There'll, all, there'll always be things that are grabbing for my attention. Mm. And so how can I just acknowledge that, name that, and just kind of mm. go, for, go for that third option, mm. right? Yeah. And so I think that's been helpful. The other place I wanted to go into was nature too. And um, we discussed this a little bit on our retreat too. Has there been ways where, uh, and I think a lot of listeners are tuning in from from urban environments or maybe spend time in the city. And um, I know you're out here in just a different different place. Different, I'm out here. In, <laughs> in, um, you're from New York City originally, spent, mm. w- w- you know, you're in, a, in an urban environment where you were recently was also an urban environment and now mm. transitioning into definitely a more rural space, which is where, you know, a lot of people in my high school in our town, man. Right. Well, and a lot of people live in the, these mm. rural, like these rural environments. And I think sometimes mm. we can be so quick to like, um, to think of it is like this, like lower level of living or like push off, like yeah. the urbanization is rich, man. It's, yeah. And it's so different. again, and this, this is, this is kind of a, a side tangent of nature. Right. Mm. But like, has there, has there been ways where you've found that nature has kind of maybe brought new perspective, new appreciation for your yeah. spiritual life? For sure, man. It's reminded me of my smallness, right. And the vastness of God's creation and the largeness yeah. of what he does. Yes. And you think of like, I mean, so we live on a lake and, I think of like sometimes I'll sit there on the on the shoreline where we have a little canoe and all that kind of stuff and like the largeness of God, it wouldn't even be his pinky dipping in and forming that entire lake that we live on. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing. And and so to think of like and then the other component of it, like God crafted that so that I could be in awe of him. And I think hmm. he's so aware of humanity and and so many beautiful things and to realize like yeah, what a gift and what a chance to, to begin this process of adjusting my eyes to see the glory of God in all things. Yeah. And so I've got this reminder of whether it be looking at a vast landscape of a lake, whether it be looking at the leaves changing in our backyard, and when that changes, it reminds me of different things. And to sort of realize, like, God fine-tuned the cosmos, the universe, mm. in such a way that would draw my attention Godward. Right. And it's like, I don't want to miss that, man. I don't want to miss any moment. Yeah. And and I think you can get the same thing like in a city, but you have to tune your eyes, look at it differently. Yes. Right? Like yes. It's, it becomes this this different component of it. Um, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that, that was where I wanted to go to. And I think we don't always have to, at least I had this imagination or this kind of this this thought that like, okay, like let me get as far as I can into some like wilderness place, right? Like into some super desolate, isolated place. But Again, it just it requires a, a shift, mm. and it requires that intentionality of, okay, there's this one tree. Like, how can I just like, you know, be in this small little park mm. or this little area, and just like, again, just change, change, change my my, my pace. Yes. Um, and I think the final thing here is just on remember, and mm. uh, he talks about the and, and uh, get your life back, the gifts of memory, mm. and so, I think this position of gratitude really, um, just kind of it hits it home for me of mm. it brings you back to okay right like here has been some times when i've tried to do way too much and here was the results mm. of it here is and as you said like here's here's the 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 way of jesus and i've entered into that mm. and it always proves to be right and so that remembrance of kind mm. of coming back um i think has been really helpful mm. and, and we see that throughout scripture of remember when remember when yeah um so yeah, mm. the and, and and just to wrap up here, 
um, there's, there's a few there's a few points that I kind of want to drive home. So one, being hurried is different than being full. Hmm. Um, John Mark Comer, not CMC. not original, not original. Your soul operates on a different speed, the pace of Jesus. Hmm. God's love draws us near to Him to experience intimacy. Sabbath rest is a new normal. It is in essence a life giving gift from God. Hmm. Um, ways to follow Jesus means partaking in practices and disciplines. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to 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 say, kind of, in just in conclusion, or maybe a point that you wanted to drive home um, before we mm. wrap up? Just try it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like start start yeah. small. Find one thing you can do this week um, to really practice slowing down. Again, whether it be something silly like driving the speed limit, or whether it be something more intentional to say mm-hmm. like, I'm going to remove this particular distraction from my life, or this particular simplify my life in a particular way. Um, and give it a week. Again, it's, yeah. to try it and give it a week, I would say. And then really ask the question like, Lord, help me see this, Lord. Help me hear you from all these kind of things. Yeah. And I think you'll experience Jesus in a deeper way. And I pray, my, my prayer is this, like start with one thing mm-hmm. and let it snowball into multiple things mm-hmm. that, that maybe will help you see God, right? Like my prayer is you'll find it so attractive in the small thing that you attempt that you'll want to try something else. Yeah. Um, not as a way to kind of sell you on something, but to really experience. Maybe you've been going to a church for a long time and, and are used to hearing sermons, and that has become your spirituality. Um, but to begin this process of practicing the way of Jesus, not just the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And man, watch life transform, man. It's a, it's a wild thing. Awesome. Um, well, thank you all for tuning in on YouTube, uh, on podcasts, whichever way you're listening to to, to this episode today. Um, I know I had fun. It's been a blast. And it's been a blast. <laughs> and so we, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Mm. Um, if you've been tuning in to guys like us for some time now, thank you so much. Um, and just encourage you to, uh, to leave a review or rating. Um, and it's just a great way to support mm. um, uh, our mission. If you're new... Thanks so much for joining us. Um, hope this was a blessing for you, and it's something that you can you can take and again snowball in, into your into your mm. life, starting with one small step. And so, um, thank you so much, and we look forward to coming back next time. Let's do it. Adios.